Hello, everyone, and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I'm your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. Why don't you ever say that you're the co-host also? Uh, because I figured it was implied, and I don't like to be redundant, and also I like, I also like to have sort of the feeling that maybe I'm more than a co-host. Like, maybe you're <laughs> the co-host, and I'm the host. So I just say that I'm Emily and let the people draw their own conclusions. You just, you want so desperately for me to be the the Andy Richter to your Conan O'Brien. Well, isn't that what's happening here? It's been over a yeah, year. Okay. I mean, we, we know what's up. Valentine's Day. Happy, <laughs> it's Valentine's Day this week, everybody. Oh, so now you're going to bring up Valentine's Day so you can feel superior. What? No. It's just topical. This is. Your fucking holiday. Not my Valentine's Day. Not <laughs> mine. Not my Valentine's Day. Not my Valentine's Day. I think that this is a wonderful time of year. I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Valentine's Day is just to like break up the I'm not trying to front. And terribleness that no. is February. Well, also, it's just trying to make Hallmark money, which I get, and it's fine. However, it's literally not good for anyone. Because, like, not even people in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for over five years, and we've never been able to spend Valentine's Day together, like, mostly because of the distance, but also, like, whenever we manage to be together, like, for the actual holiday, we always try to get, like, reservations to go to dinner on a different day anyway. Like, today's the 13th, and we're going to be releasing the episode, I guess, on the 15th, the day after. On the 15th, yes. Which is, that's the Thursday. Today's the Tuesday. We went to dinner yesterday on the Monday before. Two, that's two days before Valentine's Day. We went out for our Valentine's Day dinner. Because we knew it was a thing that we should probably do. But it's impossible to get like a nice dinner reservation on actual Valentine's Day. So yeah. there's no point. Like, what's the point in having the actual holiday? It's okay. awful. Well, when I, was, when I was doing restaurants, Valentine's Day was my saving grace though because in the in the cold and darkness of winter and snowy hellscape land that is north america mm-hmm. during february there's no respite for restaurant people who have no way to get money because it's the slow season so valentine's right. day is that one blown out day that you know you're going to be totally totally slammed and you're going to have all that good, good money coming in. So actually, Valentine's Day kept us afloat until the spring came and people left their, ha- their house. It's a restaurant's saving grace. It's really the only reasons restaurants survive the winter. I'm fairly sure. Wow. Certain. Yeah. That's a good point, though. It's and the that's only point suck to be cause... made in favor of this garbage <clears throat> holiday. <laughs> I have it to miss working. Holiday. Yeah. I have to miss working at my restaurant on Valentine's Day because it is also Ash Wednesday. And I have a church job. Oh, so literally the the most lucrative day in your yep. business, you're yep. going to be doing something else because it's also a religious holiday. Yes. And uh, I really hope they know that. Well, it's a double religious holiday because it's St. Valentine's Day. The oh, yeah. Catholics Valentine's Day is a religious thing. I wonder how right. that's going to go. I mean, I don't really think the Christian's super duper pay attention to it as much i mean catholics i'm pretty sure ash wednesday 
Ash Wednesday takes precedent. Well, yeah, Ash Wednesday definitely tops Valentine's Day, but at the same time, I remember going to Mass on Valentine's Day. Like, that's a very real thing. Are you sure? Or are you just thinking about 30 Rock? No, I actually, we actually did that. I know you weren't in Catholic school as long as I was, but we went to Mass for every single freaking same day. I wasn't in Catholic school as long as you by, like, two years. By exactly two years. That's actually. not that much. No, but apparently you have amnesia from that time, so. Well, yeah, I, oh, God, we all tried to block it out as much as possible. Holy shit, John. Sorry, I didn't uh, realize. Didn't we don't realize. talk about it. Yeah, we don't talk about it. I don't know. That's upsetting to me. All right. I, um, I, I do remember the, uh, the timeout desk, though, and I have considered putting a proverbial timeout desk in our podcast space. For you to go in, when I invented the double time bad. desk. Yeah, I know. I know you did. Well, <laughs> I was actually kind of a good kid. I don't know where the time that desk thing came from. I just had one teacher that she was full of shit. And she knew it, and she knew yep. I knew it, and so we clashed a lot. And so that's cool. But um, yeah, I was I was a legend in that school. I was very Wait, no, that's actually really, really funny because we both had that teacher. Yeah. And then we also, we left that school not too long after, I guess two years later, uh-huh. we left that school. And then uh-huh. later on in life, like only a couple of years ago, we, that was when I was in fourth grade and you were in sixth grade, we left the school. And then like two years ago, which would have been, Jesus, like, over a decade later? Sure. I don't know. We we were singing in that church's choir because we were getting paid for it. And it was yeah. soul-crushing because it's a very conservative church and they preach kind of rough ideals that neither of us agree with. But we were, we were doing it just to, to earn some money on the side. And we wander into what we thought was going to be a rehearsal and it ended up being... A retirement party for that for teacher, the, yes, for the teacher that we both had that hated our guts so very deeply, yeah. and she like and you know she made she eye only... contact with us as soon as we came in and was like, "Why do I know you people?" <laughs> we were like, yeah, but oh, then she shit. only had very <laughs> nice things to say about us. Like she asked me if I was still singing, and I was like, "Obviously." And then, it seemed uh... to be through kind of like clenched teeth, though. Well, I mean, it was a religious gathering, so I mean, like, it was like, a, you know, it's always through that, like, sort of, like, fake, oh, how are you? How is everything? Yes, praise Jesus. Of course, yes. Praise his name. <laughs> Blessed be he. Like, you know, you have to sort of be nice to everyone. It's not like you're going to be like, you! <laughs> you know? That would have been so much better, though. Just that would have made for a much and, better... Just have a throwdown in the like, chapel. Over, yeah, over dude. Cake. What better way to to ring in your retirement as a teacher than to have a full on battle royale with Just your least favorite students? Just fucking your least favorite students of all time. <laughs> hit them over the head. Hit him over the head with a folding chair. <laughs> God. I would have taken it. That would have been perfect. Harsh fluorescent lighting. Yeah, no. Um, so, no, Valentine's Day is a religious holiday as well. So we have a double religious whammy going on. It's very, yeah. very holy time of year. Right. And so we, we also picked a topic for today that's 
also uh, kind of religious. I guess we we changed it up so it it doesn't. It's not so inherently religious. Well, I mean, obviously we're, we were raised Catholic. I mean, everyone knows that because we've been talking about it for the last 10 minutes. But yes. in reality, you know, this is something that a lot of people can can sort of add on to because Lent is coming, right? Tomorrow's Ash right. Wednesday, so that means yesterday was Ash Wednesday for when this comes out. And that means it's uh-huh. time to make a sacrifice, right? This is a time right. of fasting, uh, no meat if you're Christian, right? If you're Catholic, you can't have meat. Or is on, that Fridays. on Fridays. No meat on Fridays, right? That's why the fish sandwich was introduced to right. McDonald's, right? The filet of fish sandwich. Yeah, so the really, filet of fish. This is filet. That's the only time season. anyone eats the filet of fish. Actually, they actually stopped Fridays. making it until Lenten Fridays. That's yeah. the only time they make filet of fish because it's the only time anyone will eat it. Well, filet fish this is a, that's a real fact. The filet fish was invented for the time of Lent. But it means that everyone also has to make another sacrifice besides just eating filet fish sandwiches nonstop, right? Because you have to continuously right. be eating filet fish sandwiches. Because I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, I'm just going to give up meat on just specifically on Fridays. And then Jesus was like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, you got to do got something that. else. Well, sometimes during Lent they had like there was there was more fasting that was involved in it, but I think we've sort of phased that out as we've gone along. We've gotten much more cash with the fasting. Well, but yeah. Everyone is supposed to get make up some sort of sacrifice to do, right? And then you have those people that are like, "Oh, on Sundays it doesn't count. Like I can eat chocolate on Sundays, even though I gave up chocolate." No. Yeah, that's bullshit. I was Ooh, never. I was never into that. Even as a kid who picked like bullshit things to give up for Lent. I was I was still like that Sunday thing isn't real. Yeah, no. So so what are what are some of your bullshit things that you've given up in the past, John? I mean, the big one that I did was I gave up triple chocolate. Oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have chocolate and double chocolate, but there was one specific ice cream that I really liked that was labeled triple chocolate. And I was like, I can give up that. I can so- I can go on without triple chocolate. You are such a fat kid. <laughs> Remember when you only wore Hawaiian shirts? <laughs> yeah, I had like I had a good like Hawaiian shirt slash like bowling uniform looking shirts. And that was yeah. basically my, my whole situation. John basically dressed like Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men for the majority yeah. of his childhood, and it was it was incredible. it was inspired. It was an inspired look. It was and truly. It, yeah, it, it created a sort of a, an effect over over a lot of uh, over a lot of the population. Well, you were a, a fashion icon that look. for sure. Well, right. what amazes us is that you were, you know us being your family is that you still managed to pull all these honeys in middle school and shit. We were like, John's yeah. on dates, and no one gets dates in middle school. <laughs> John had all that. He had two dates to his, his eighth grade dance, and he wore a fedora and a bowling shirt. Like, that <laughs> is inspired. <laughs> it's triple chocolate-loving Hawaiian shirt fatty. Not many people know this, but... Back in 2007, 
uh, Guy Fieri actually came to town and he saw me and said, that kid's got it going on. And that's what started his whole wardrobe selection. <laughs> you and Guy Fieri just hanging out, being best buds. Yeah. I can see it, honestly. Yeah. Just Dude, I would kill for way. that. If <laughs> I could be Guy Fieri's best eat. friend. Sorry, I'm sorry. Guy Fieri. <laughs> it's Guy Fieri. If I sure. could... If I could be Mr. Fietti's best friend, uh, <laughs> that's my life right there. I mean, I think we've, we've talked about him enough on this show before. Like, it's very obvious. Have we? We both, we both love and admire him. Yeah, didn't we have like, a whole thing where we talked about how much Mr. Fietti, like, really, truly... I, I don't know why I said that like I was Harley Quinn in the Batman series. Mr. Fietti. But, <laughs> Mr. J. But... No, I think he is. He's, he seems like a chill dude. Who doesn't love a yeah. white shirt? Really? I mean, you started it all, of the, course. But yeah, yeah. God, triple chocolate. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I know we're supposed to be <laughs> we're supposed to be good children, right? You're definitely not supposed to take the yeah, words we, we to be in Lent. We have to be good good children of God. Well, I think um, what we're missing here is that we're actually recording this on Fat Tuesday, which is when we're supposed to do all those bad, bad things that we're not going to be able to do for the rest of the year. Oh, so true. New Orleans, we can take the, right? the Lord's name in vain as much as we want. Hell yeah. So we actually, I don't have work today or yesterday because this is a real holiday. Argentina is a Catholic country and it is carnival. Right. And which okay. is Mardi Gras in French, right? Or are they just slinging pan? Like having? Do they have like a parade where they just sling pancakes all over the place? Carnival. I don't. I don't get it. Isn't that? Carnival. Isn't that what you're supposed to do on Fat Tuesday? Is he pancakes? on Mardi Gras? Are, are you supposed to eat a bunch of fucking pancakes? Where are you getting this? You're supposed to eat whatever you want. Yeah, but I don't pancakes. know. Pancakes. Yeah. Maybe. I, I, you're, you, I'm I d- flummoxed. I, I literally have no idea where you got this from. I definitely thought that was a thing. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Keep going. Tell us about Carnival, Emily. Uh, it's really boring. I expect it to be cool, but it Sick. turns out like everyone who wants to celebrate Carnival, like literally they just go to Rio. And if you're not in Rio, then Carnival is just super lame. Like they had one thing yesterday that was... Oh, what was it? It was a masquerade ball at the like the recreation center, and that was pretty much it. Like the center for activities downtown right. had a, like a masquerade party, and and no one else was doing anything. Like carnival is literally a time to either get out of town, go to the beach, or just sit around your ass and do nothing. And I chose the latter because I'm <laughs> safe. Because I got myself I mean... okay. Yeah, go ahead. You pretty much just described Mardi Gras in America. Uh, yeah, unless you're in New Orleans. Like, real Mardi Gras happens eats. in New Orleans. And other places try to do, like, Mardi Gras stuff. And, I mean, it can probably be fun. But for the most part, I feel like people don't really do anything. Yeah, no, I mean, especially down here, no one's really feeling the vibes at all. They're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, we have another day off work. What up? Like, we're going to go to – it's also the end of the summer here. Like, February is when right. everyone sort of, sort of starts getting back. Like, this is the last, quote, holiday of the summer, so everyone's really just going to the beach. Like, they're going to Mar del Plata, right. and they're, like, chilling the fuck out before everyone's back to work. Because something about Argentina that many people do not know is that everyone really embraces – not going to work like that's a like it's summer 
and no one is in this city right now. Like everyone's like, yeah, well, it's summer. We're closed. I'm like, what do you mean you're closed? You're business. You can't be closed. This isn't school. You're closed for summer. They're like, yeah, we're closing. It's summertime. Like we're all just chilling. Like everyone just takes the whole summer off. I mean, uh, that's, that's my favorite thing to do ever. And I think we've talked about this on our, (laughs) on our, uh, how to call in sick slash how to shirk your responsibilities episode. It's just, it just feels good. It does feel like getting, getting out of, getting out of work. Even if you're like in dire straits, Mm -hmm. taking a day off, just, there's just something about it that just feels good just feels right like no i need this day for me i need to sit yeah on my butt and watch all of rupaul's drag race and i'm doing it for me it's mental health day even if the I last need. season is in spanish yeah so i recently uh took up to watch took to watching rupaul's drag race which is actually uh inspired it is an amazing television program <laughs> rupaul is an icon for a fucking reason it's because that man created the most entertaining reality show that has ever been put on television it's amazing actually that this <laughs> is on television it's such it's such great representation for the gay community it's fantastic yeah. i love it and it is it's just endlessly entertaining like he's like let's put all these drag queens in a room together and see what happens and then we'll have them do all these weird ass acting challenges let's have them insult each other as a competition like there's one competition <laughs> part like episode that's just them being bitches to one another it's amazing <laughs> and at the end he puts on this whole ball at the end of each season he puts on this whole thing i'm sure so many people have seen rupaul's drag race this is a very yeah. television program but there's a whole ball at the end of the season to crown the next drag queen superstar of america and he brings back every contestant who has ever been on the show what ever. the fuck it's amazing there's eight seasons <laughs> <laughs> Every contestant that has ever been on RuPaul's Drag Race gets together, plus celebrities who are fans of RuPaul's Drag Race, in a giant award show type situation at the Orpheum Theater normally in LA. What celebrities Amazing. have shown up? Dude, Miley Cyrus and like, Classic. not Cher, okay. but Chaz Bono, uh, Latoya Jackson, all these people that are like, you know, Neil Patrick Harris. And his husband. Just amazing. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's just artistry. It really is. And then he crowns That's the winner. Awesome. And it's so extra. Like, so unapologetically extra. And it's amazing. But yeah, I got through all seven seasons here in Argentina. And then the latest season, season eight, is only available in Spanish with Spanish subtitles. And it was a sacrifice I made for RuPaul to actually watch all this. And I learned a lot. I'm very happy for this that educational experience. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe I should give up um, RuPaul's Drag Race for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I could never do that. I could never do it. I'm hooked. They got we, me. We should go to music. We should go to music. Probably. Before we get to the sacrifices. Yeah, the sacrifices we're actually going to make, because I'm never giving up RuPaul's Drag Race. It, it has me. I'm there. <laughs> I'm in. Like, 100%. Did you know gays in Spanish is gays? I know that no. now. Also, they're really into calling each other putas. Like, oh. putas? No, they don't say putas, which is horrible. They say perras. What's up, perras, uh-huh. bitches? 
Yeah. That's awesome. I know. All right, Emily, what's our music? Um, okay. Our music today is provided by Annie McLean with her song, Cryptic. This is Annie's second time on the show. We're so excited to have her back. So please, please, please enjoy Annie McLean's song, Cryptic. Sometimes I feel like you're speaking in tongues A language just for us One that you
Alright, thank you. That was Annie McLean with her song Cryptic. If you'd like to hear more from Annie, please, please, please go to the link in the description below. Alright, so, where were we? Uh, we... We're talking about giving we need, stuff up for a We need to it. teach people how to make sacrifices. Because we haven't talked about that at all. Yeah, as someone... Well, I... I'd say I'm okay at making sacrifices in that I... I used to... Okay, so with the whole Lent thing... I used to always give up meat because it always seemed easier to just, instead of the meat on Fridays thing, I right. just give up meat in general, right? So that was cool. And then all of a sudden, just one Lent, I just didn't. Easter came and I was like, you know what? Lamb doesn't look very yeah. good to me anymore. And so I just stopped eating meat. And that was true. That's like a real thing that I gave up meat after giving it up for Lent all those years. I just decided, you know, this is this is the way my life is going and I'm just not right. going to eat meat. And so I feel like I'm very good at making sacrifices because I haven't eaten meat. I think in... you've demonstrated that you're good at the one sacrifice. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the only, yeah, the one I make over and over and over again, right? But yeah, I haven't eaten meat in six years, actually. Um, so I've got, I've got a, a good cheat sheet for, for making sacrifices. Isn't that sort of like counterintuitive to have a cheat sheet no 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 it's, it's more of a cheat sheet to figure out what sacrifice you want to make okay all right let's like a dichotomous right. key um okay ask yourself and I'm, i want you to do this and if you're listening at home i want you to do this also but emily i want you to do this in real time okay. ask, ask <laughs> yourself sense. what you love the most Oscar. <laughs> now you gotta, you gotta Go stop. On. No, no, keep going. I've made you my gotta, choice. I've made my you choice. You gotta stop continue. all that. You gotta what? stop. You just, you just get. You gotta give them up. I have to yep. give up Oscar. But well, what? How, how would with you say a, something with like a, a person or creature, I guess when you talk about sacrificing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a jokey joke podcast, but I might cry. <laughs> Just asking to sacrifice my cat. <laughs> in all of this well he didn't ask for this you know what his crime he didn't was ask to be adopted by me uh yeah biting teeth probably but <laughs> his crime was uh making you love him too much that's true he did make me love him so i wasn't i i didn't get as far to write anything for for people or or creatures um, oh, okay, good. Because I'm really not into like I, I I okay as far as sacrificing. No, I can't talk about killing cats right now. I just can't. Too <laughs> fragile. I miss Oscar too much, and this is too much to ask of me. It's too much. That's the thing about myself and, and the situation I live in is that I really don't feel like I live in any sort of situation right. of excess. And so uh, it's really difficult for me to go ahead and select what I would like to give up because I genuinely don't really have a lot that I could right. give up. Like, 
at a certain point when you when you I'm, I'm not a minimalist per se but i'm sort of pretty close to a minimalist like right now i live out of a right. suitcase so when you when i look around at the things that i could potentially give up in my life it's like well at what point are you just giving up like any like last vestiges of like treating yourself a little yeah. bit you yeah. know what i mean so it's like Oh, I don't really even play video games or do, like, extra stuff like that. Like, the only thing that I have that I might want to consider giving up is, like, Netflix. Yeah. Right? But then how will I fill the empty hours of the day? <laughs> uh, books, I think. I guess yeah. reading. Reading would be good. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Netflix. I think for me, it would, the, the best thing probably health-wise would be fast food yeah because i still like i still get very lazy pretty often and i really don't want to make food for myself Mm -hmm. and so i just and oftentimes this is past the time when regular restaurants would be open and so i'm left with very few options Mm -hmm. so i think giving up fast food would probably make the most sense for me uh, probably, in, yeah. in many that different ways. Super yeah. not good for you. Um, yeah, I could also give up Starbucks because I really don't like. I don't understand why I'm at Starbucks when I'm in a place where I could get very good coffee literally <laughs> anywhere, and I still go to Starbucks because. But the thing is, no one, you know, in Argentina, I, I know you experience this in Italy too, is where anywhere that prides itself on its espresso. Yeah will only give you small yeah. coffees, like teeny tiny cups and whatnot. And I just want a gallon of coffee. Like that's, right. that's what I've but come I mean, to like expect in, they don't, from, my, from my coffee experience. They don't have like regular coffee. Like they don't make coffee like we do. No, no. So, well, I started making my own coffee so I wouldn't go to Starbucks as much because it's ridiculously expensive. And then it's, it's stupid. Yeah. It's not even good. So Starbucks would be a good thing to give up if I hadn't already really tried right. to square it off already. But yeah, the, the fast food here is like the only. I think coffee would probably be a good I mean, option I really for for something to give up for a lot of people. Yeah, but don't suggest that for me because <laughs> once again, it's like how many joys of mine must you <laughs> must you I take away? Right? It's like I get a lot of joy. I have nothing left. This is all I have. No, I like good coffee, and I don't think it's bad to like coffee. No. But I also don't think it's like but it about is a crutch. that, right? It's about giving up something that you, that you enjoy. And it's it's similar to, to crutch, my crutch. crutch of, I, can, I can quit whenever I want, yeah. okay? I have a crutch of fast food where it's like if I need food at a time when I can't get other food and I don't want to make it for myself, that's the option. So if I take away that crutch, I need to work a little harder to get myself through the day, but it's going to be better for me in the long run because I'm not reliant on one thing. I feel like it's good to see I find good it very to practice to life without our crutches. <laughs> well given my dietary restrictions already, it's difficult for me to eat out where I am. Right. And so if I don't feel like making myself dinner, then I have to make the decision that I don't feel like eating, <laughs> period. And it's a bad decision right. to make. So, I mean, like, for me, I'm not giving myself any more food restrictions because I'm, I, I, it's hard enough. It's hard enough to be, like, in the meat and steak capital yeah. of the world and not eat meat. So, yeah, definitely not going vegan. I think I did go vegan for Lent once, though. 
And I did do it. But, God, substitute cheese. Yeah. I mean, why even fucking, why even bother? Honestly. Cashew cheese? No. So, Just so no. if, it's, cheese. if it's a food item that you love the most, that you have to sacrifice, you gotta, gotta avoid that item in the grocery store or avoid the restaurant that you get it from. Like, if it's Cheddar Bay Biscuits, mm-hmm. if your shit is Cheddar Bay Biscuits, you gotta avoid Red Lobster like the plague. Like, you gotta, you gotta reroute the way you go to work. And you've got to like if you're going out on the you town, you gotta you gotta reroute the way you get to out on the town <laughs> to avoid the red lobsters on the way, <laughs> because you don't you don't want to think about it. I, yeah, I mean, like you have to do the the equivalent to tying yourself to the bread, right? Or right? like go through that cheddar biscuit withdrawal. How do you how yeah? Besides avoiding it at all costs, how would you say you would uh, strengthen your resolve to not do these things once you have decided what to give up? Um, how would you strengthen that resolve? Uh, expand on that. Expand on what? your question. I don't. I don't know how to answer your question. How would you say? It? Like literally, how how would you say like to keep yourself going and to keep stay strong and not not give in to the devil who wants you to have those those cheesy cheesy biscuits how would you do you have a mantra do you have a buddy do well yeah okay you? so you do might you have to have your, people your therapist? like do you have a sponsor <laughs> you might have to have a buddy with you at all times and you might have to have a this is not for cheddar Bay biscuits but this is for like if it's something at the grocery store like if there's like an ice cream or something that you really like if it's like a a ben and jerry's If it's triple chocolate, chocolate, if it's Ben and Jerry's new triple chocolate flavor, then... Or Ben and Jerry's New York Super Fudge Chunk, because that... Oh, my God. When I get back to Yeah, I was was thinking half-baked, but... Yeah. Because, like, I I love a lot of Ben and Jerry's flavors, but for some reason, half-baked... I just love Ben and Jerry's. I just... There's some... There's a joy out of, like, digging around for the gobs of brownie batter that are in there. That makes it so I literally can't put the pint down until it's empty. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, that's, well, I, I mean, I get the same with the New York Super Fudge Chunk because I like those pieces of white chocolate in there. It's the only situation in which I genuinely enjoy white chocolate. Yeah. Just because those two are ice cream making And the, the chocolate covered coffee so beans. so good at it. Ugh. Holy moly. So. Ugh. You Amazing. might more with the coffee. I think I just serious. That was serious. <laughs> if it's that situation, you might have to have somebody go grocery shopping for you. In which case, this is going to require a very good friend. But you have to make sure you trust them because they might just buy it anyway, just to be a mean person. Yeah, or or they might just buy some of their own groceries while buying groceries right. with your money, and then not so you have to make sure you you like have to tell them to bring situation. back the receipt so you can check it over. Yeah, and then your friend's gonna be like, "What the <laughs> fuck, dude? Not only am I doing your shopping, but you're like double checking, like I'm not scamming you. Why don't we trust our friends, John? Maybe that's a, that says something about who we are as people that we can't trust our well, loved ones." Because I keep people at a distance because I don't want to have to sacrifice them. <laughs> yeah, if you become the one I love most in this world, I'm going to have to, you know, go all ass <laughs> on your ass and pull your beating heart out of your chest. I don't want to have to do that. God, 
It's just like, I can't even talk about it because I feel such like guilt over just speaking those <laughs> thoughts about Oscar, who's just probably right now just sitting somewhere, just chilling, having a grand old time, being the perfect little He's kitty he is. And I can't wait to Probably giving to someone in our family an allergic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> it is what he does best. But yeah, I have, I have good news. Oscar, if you're listening, mama's coming home, you know, be home very shortly. He is- I know you've forgotten. He is one of our. He's one of our our best donors, actually. He's yeah. He is. He go. He always uh, donates to our Patreon every month, and uh, yeah, I will be reunited with him soon because I'm returning to the United States. Um, Very sad to to wave goodbye to Mm -hmm. Argentina, but at this point, I just I just miss him too much, and that's the only reason. Oh, I forgot to mention Emily. Not not all was lost. When you had me go to the grocery store to pick up the stuff for that that fateful activity of shaving my legs, I found something that I thought had been lost to history. Which was not in there. Which mom actually did think they did not make anymore. By the way, the I, I found <laughs> I found one of the last remaining bottles of Nair. Uh. I found a box of cereal produced by the the good people at Post. Oh my that god, you didn't defined it defined my childhood as I knew it. Yeah. And that Are you the, telling me you found Waffle Crisp? I found Waffle Crisp. Oh my god. At my <laughs> local superfood so town. <laughs> For those who don't know, <laughs> Waffle Crisp like archaeological dig. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle Crisp is a, a box of these little waffle squares that make your whole house smell like maple syrup. And it is incredible and it is my my most favorite cereal of all time and it was lost for a, a good long while. For for a bit there we couldn't get it in Virginia anymore, and my parents had moved to South Carolina, and they found it at the Piggly Wiggly, and they would Which send it up to me. They, I'm getting there. They sent. They would send care packages. This only happened my freshman year because the the novelty was gone after that. But they would send me care packages at college that had boxes of Waffle Crisp in them, and then all of the Piggly Wigglies in South Carolina shut down. And so there was no way to find Waffle Crisp. However, Superfood Town, Superfood Town has it all. So I, I'm reunited with my with my one dearest, truest love, Waffle now, Crisp. Now, now I'm getting a very strong visual visual of you like unearthing this Waffle Crisp and like blowing uh-huh. the dust off of it. Was there a whole bunch of Waffle Crisp? It was just like a box hidden under a pile of other cereal. I really need to know because I don't think you should eat it. Think of it like uh, in National Treasure when they they think they've gotten to the bottom of that mine and there's like nothing in the room. Like it's a big wide open room but there's nothing there. It's all just dusty. That's like – that's like Crown Heights on the outside. Uh And then you you put the – the pipe you you take the pipe into two pieces then you put the pipe in the lock and then you twist it 
and it opens the door and that door is Superfood Town. And then <laughs> you go in and it's just got it's got all of this treasure from wall to wall, everything stacked on top of each other. Like tomes that have been were rescued from the the fire at the at the library of alexandria those are there and that's that's the nair (laughs) and then you find like a treasure chest with all this gold in it and that's that's the the many many boxes of waffle crisp that i found on the shelf Oh my god. And then your bowl of cereal in the morning is is uh, Nick Cage's brand new mansion home with a right. fascinating history of Benjamin Franklin behind it. Right. His new or his super hot wife. Or uh, Riley's uh, new Maserati or whatever he had. I think it was a Ferrari. Isn't that his one... He gets only 1% or something? It seems yeah, kind of I, ridiculous to me. I think, it, I think it was something like that. And he... Yeah, that was that was the that just... was the stinger joke at the end of it. Was he he got one percent and he drove off in a brand new Ferrari in a stupid fucking car? God, <laughs> idiot! He should have bought Bitcoin. Imagine if they had all just bought Bitcoin with their way. This was like, like two thousand five. I know. I, I don't even know, know when Bitcoin imagine was it, invented. Imagine it was invented. I think much earlier than two thousand five, and I actually believe National Treasure was also around before. Uh, 2005. Let's look up National Treasure as we as we close this episode today. I'm going. I'm either st- like my first guess is 2005. My second guess is like 2002. It's uh 2004. So you are pretty much. Oh, right on the I was closer with my first one. I nailed Napoleon Dynamite the other day. My mom and dad and I were at lunch and we were talking about Napoleon Dynamite because mom. Mom quoted Napoleon Dynamite, by the way, and she didn't know what it was from. And I was like, Mom, you quoted Napoleon Dynamite. Give it up. I don't remember uh-huh. what she said. I'm sorry. So that's kind of a shit story. But yeah, that's I, was, story. I was like, Napoleon Dynamite was a great movie. It was the best thing that happened in 2004. And that was just a shot in the dark. And I was, I was right on the money. It was 2004. So 2004 was a fantastic year for cinema is what we're learning. Clearly. And 2009 is when Bitcoin was created. But, like, what if they had saved their money for, like, four years and then... That's not that math. Five years. (laughs) (laughs) But this is why I don't have any Bitcoin. (laughs) I wouldn't physically be able to count them, although it's not physical, so I guess that's fine. Right. And we can't count, do math, or invest. So that's okay. Or guess what movies were, were put out into the universe. So that's, that's, that's real. All right. Cool. All right. So, so, so last, so last you... thing, if you, okay. you, it might be an activity that you love most in which like drugs, you should be doing those anyway. So you might, okay. You have to not go anywhere near the place where that activity happens. If it's drugs, I don't really know how that translates. Don't go you to the might... roller rink. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that where people do drugs, or is that the activity that you love to do the most? Oh, I mean, either or, right? (laughs) I was thinking it was the activity I liked doing the most, but then I was like, hey, you know, why are they so enthusiastic about skating? Maybe it's the the sheer joy, and maybe it's ecstasy. Who knows? It might be all the dope they're smoking. Smoking dope. Um... So you might have to have someone lock you in your house. But again, it has to be somebody that you trust because they might just leave you in there. 
hey, but you don't have to leave your house anymore. We have Amazon. It's 2018. Exactly. Which, they can bring drugs the way, to you. Are you struggling with, with the years now? I'm really struggling. Like, I what don't do you know mean? whether I'm just un- physically unable to keep up, but I literally wrote 2016 on social <laughs> <the other> day. <laughs> so I'm not one. I'm two years behind, and I think it's just yeah. because I'm still stuck in the Obama presidency, and I'm, I'm fine with that, really. No, I – well, I don't have to write the date very often, but I have not been tripped up by it yet, no. No, I, I literally sent an email to my students saying it was 2016. It was very Oh, my God. Yeah, it was – you know, but what you gonna do? So I don't know. I'm not gonna do anything. I I think I'm happy with it being 2016. I'm gonna stick with it. All right. So sacrifice your pets. Um. <laughs> lock yourself in your house. And Be- become a shut-in. Uh, buy buy a waffle, waffle crisp. And Bitcoin. I think that's good. Eat. Eat bitcoins while you're watching National Treasure. Oh my goodness! I do. It's, it's on Netflix down here. I don't know whether it is there. It is. No, it's it's uh, it's on Netflix. Sam and I watched yeah. it the last time she came to visit. Fan fucking. That's why it was so fresh in my memory. <laughs> it's a oh, it's a very geez. good movie. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, I think that's about it. We have a couple yep. people to thank. Thank you so much again to Annie McLean with her song Cryptic. If you want to hear more from Annie, please, please, please go to the link in the description we provided below. Thanks so much again, Annie. Yep. We'd also like to thank Ethan Gustafson for the use of his music as our intro and outro theme. If you want to find more work from Ethan, you can go to ethangustafson.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, audible.com. If you'd like a free 30-day trial to Audible and all of the ebooks it has to offer, please go to audibletrial.com slash downtime. Yay. Yay. Do we thank anyone else? Please go to our Patreon. Ooh, if you'd like to contribute to downtime in a very real way, please go to our brand new Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash downtime. And go ahead, check it out. We have some really fun stuff on there. We'd love your support in any way you possibly can because we have some really cool stuff brewing. So you you can contribute in other ways, like if you have a how-to idea that you think would be a really great idea for an episode, feel free to email that to us at downtimesubs at gmail.com. Likewise, if you have if you or a friend or something have a something. like original music that you what? If you have a friend or something. Something close to a friend. Right. Approximately like <laughs> a friend. Maybe possibly. <laughs> If you are a friend or or your alien uh, acquaintances have original music that you think would go great on the show, feel free to send us uh, a workable MP3 or WAV file to that same email, downtimesubs at gmail.com, and we would love to feature you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm Emily Downey. I'm co-host John Downey.